Welcome to True Grit and Grace, a podcast designed to empower you to claim your resilience and thrive through life's challenges. I am Amberly Lago, a mindset coach, fitness expert, and best-selling author. Each week, I'll dive deep with the world's brightest thought leaders and elite performers to share tangible tools and practical advice to inspire you to keep your eyes on the prize and forge ahead. So get ready to conquer your fears, heal any trauma, lead with your heart, and elevate your life with grit and grace. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited. I have a real treat for you today. I mean, someone I've been so excited to have on the show. If you have any unhealthy habits or beliefs related to mind, body, or food, you're going to experience freedom because you, and go from self-loathing to self-love because I have Grace Smith with us today, y'all. She's a Wall Street Journal bestselling author and the founder and owner of Grace Space Hypnosis, the world's number one provider of hypnotherapy education, products, and services, including the new GetGrace.com app. She's the founder and lead instructor of the Grace Method Hypnotherapy Certification School, which trains the next generation of world-class hypnotherapists. She's on a mission to make hypnotherapy mainstream, and boy, is she doing just that. She, she's got Grace Space Hypnosis, and it was just featured in Inc. for being the 46th fastest growing company in the entire state of Florida in 2020. And I'm sure the numbers have even gotten bigger since, since then, but she's been featured in BBC News, US News and World Report, Entrepreneurial, InStyle, Glamour, BuzzFeed, Mind Body Green, Pop Sugar, Forbes, the list goes on and on. She's a regular guest on a number of television shows, including Dr. Oz, The Doctors, and she's a leading mental health educator of Bed Circle. She's an author. One of my newest favorite books that I just read, Close Your Eyes, Get Free, along with many other books that I can't wait to share with you. So hang tight because she's also at the end of the episode agreed to do a five minute hypnotherapy session with us today. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Grace, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. It's truly an honor. I'm, I'm so excited for today. Oh, well, I was messaging you before and I said, your book is life-changing. I wanted to be able to hold your book up, but we're in the middle of a move. So your book is packed. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Close your eyes, get free. So I have the book and I had so many parts highlighted, but I also have the audible book and was listening to it for the third time this morning. I have so many questions for you. But before we get into your book and everything, I love how you even got into hypnotherapy and we share some of the habits that you have now broken. I have broken too. I've been sober now for a while. So I'm excited to talk to you about your story and how you got into hypnotherapy. Could you share a little bit about what you were going through living with this, you know, high power job and, and stressors and some of the habits that you were able to 
break free from and then how you got into hypnotherapy? Absolutely. And congrats on your sobriety. Very, very cool. That's awesome. So I just celebrated 11 years sober a couple oh. days ago, which was so very cool. So this is actually a very timely moment to get to share this story. I'm really, really honored and excited that this is happening in the way that it is. Congratulations. So, okay, long story short. Thank you so much. Yeah. Almost exactly 11 years ago, I was working a very challenging job in New York city. I was living in the lower East side. I was 24 years old and I was running the New York city office of a Silicon Valley startup. So just very long hours, huge, huge goals that I had to be hitting tons of pressure and I had zero healthy coping mechanisms. And so the way that I dealt with the stress and I'm putting that in quotations is I partied all night long. So I just worked my butt off and then I partied, partied, partied. And I'm very lucky and very grateful that that got out of control very young because I was able to get sober. And as soon as I did, all of these magical miracles started to occur. I started to become spiritual in six months, given or take into my sobriety, I was still chain smoking cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't understand why this was the case because partying had been a part of my identity. I mean, that's how people knew me. Most of my friends were in that same scene, but smoking wasn't really the same thing. So why was I able to give up the partying that I self-identified with, but I couldn't give up the smoking, which actually I was grossed out by. Mm -hmm. It was expensive. I, I felt disgusting. My nails were yellow, all the stuff. I really wanted to stop. So I tried the gum, the patches, the magic book that everybody reads and is supposed to work. Nothing worked. And somebody finally said, what about hypnosis? My mom quit smoking with hypnosis. And because I'd been so humbled by the experience of getting sober and finally came to truly understand just how much I didn't personally have all of the answers and mm -hmm. just how much I could not control everything. I was open-minded, but I have to, to say that with a caveat because it's like, I was humbled enough to say, sure, I'll give it a shot. But I still went in with my arms crossed over my chest, fully expecting this hypnotist guy to either scam me out of my money or be creepy with some swinging watch or mm -hmm. for it just not to work at all. And what I found instead was I quit in one session. Wow. It was the most profoundly peaceful and fascinating experience I'd ever had. I'd never had a peek into my subconscious mind and that's what it was. And so this thing that I didn't think would work was the only one that did. And it couldn't have been a further experience from creepy mind control like the movies portray it. In fact, it was empowering, enlightening, and I just felt like a new woman. So uh, you can probably already tell when something lights me up, I get very excited about it and I can just start to run forward on that path. And I want everyone to hear about it. And so I kind of pumped the brakes and I said, all right, before I get on my high horse about this thing, let me test it with one other area of my life. And in 10 sessions, I overcame a lifelong debilitating fear of public speaking. Really? So much so that I was then the lead singer of an all girl rock band touring around Brooklyn. <laughs> and I mean, it was like, how is this possible? How is this tool that Hollywood makes it seem like it's this mind control, creepy thing. And the mm -hmm. stage shows make it seem like it's this chicken clucking, weird, funny thing is this empowering life changing tool that helped me both quit smoking and overcome fear of public speaking when those two things seem to be entirely unrelated. What is this? And what is the mm -hmm. subconscious? So I decided to get a certification 
really for my own edification, not because I was planning on doing this as a living. And in the certification class, it turned out I'd never been as naturally gifted at anything in my whole life. Wow. I was just, I still had a lot to learn, but it just, it was more of a remembering than a learning. That's how it felt. Well, you know what I, I love about one of the many things that I love about you is that you with all, despite your luminous success, you still have this kind of humbleness about you were like, I still have a lot to learn. Um, and I think we always do, but what I, what I love is that you have taken this because it's helped you so much. So it's not just something you, you know, learned how to do and went to school for, you know, that it works because it has helped you with these unhealthy habits and fear. So it's not just like taking away an unhealthy habit of whether it's biting your nails or stopping the, you know, cigarette smoking or, or drinking, but it's helped you with fear. And so, you know, I had an experience growing up with my stepdad who got into hypnotherapy and I didn't feel safe with him. And so of course I think I went in with my arms crossed and this isn't going to work for me. Um, but I do believe in the power of hypnotherapy because I've heard so I've had clients that have stopped smoking because they've gone to hypnotherapy. And I just had a conversation with a friend of mine who is trying to, um, she's lives with complex regional pain syndrome like me. So it's chronic pain all the time. And she's kind of in her last resort of, well, I want to try hypnotherapy. Maybe this will help with my pain. And so I was like, well, why not? Why not try it? I believe that, you know, the way we can, if we can change our thoughts and, and look at our subconscious, we can change a lot of things, but how do you tap into that subconscious level of thinking? Absolutely. And hypnotherapy can be phenomenally effective for pain reduction. There are a lot of studies coming out specifically around women with metastatic breast cancer, that when they're doing hypnotherapy as part of their treatment, when they're going through chemo, they're reporting 50% less pain. And in a 10 year follow-up of the initial study that was done, I believe at Yale is either Yale or Harvard for this one. Um, of the same control group, the women who did the hypnotherapy had a 50, 50% higher survival rate as well. Wow. That's incredible. So, so I have a definitely worth testing. Yeah. I have a lot of listeners who live with a lot of chronic pain like me. And so that was one of the things that I was really curious to ask you about is, do you work with a lot of people with pain? to reduce their pain. So it Absolutely. works. So when we do this at the end of the session, uh, normally I do stress reduction, but for today, I'll put a little spin on it for your audience and we'll do pain reduction. So you can all feel in just five minutes, what's possible. Knowing oh, that this amazing. is a process of conditioning, right? We're creating new neurological links in the brain and I'll get into exactly how that works in just a moment. So today I'll just be the first taste, but know, to, know that whatever you experience here today in terms of pain reduction, it only gets better with repetition and with longer sessions. So let this be an indication to you as to like, wow, this is truly possible because not always, but a large component of pain is the subconscious mind wanting to get your attention. Mm. And it's saying, I've got a message for you and I need you to listen. 
And we've gotten so disconnected from our intuition that we're more likely to go and take a whole bunch of drugs or completely change our diet. And all those things are great and sometimes necessary. And thank God for modern form of pharmacology and thank God for, you know, all these people understanding what's happening in our gut. These things are great. And sometimes what I found with my clients is if you can get quiet enough in your theta state and ask the body, what do you want to tell me? I'm listening. And you get that message, just that in and of itself can bring the pain down by anywhere from 20 to 80%. Wow. You know what? That That is really incredible to, to learn. And, you know, for me, it was when I used to try to stuff it down, like ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. You know, I'm going to numb it out. I'm going to stuff it. That's what got me into drinking actually was I wasn't allowing, you know, I wasn't embracing the pain or asking, what can I learn from this? I was just trying to Mm -hmm. stuff it down, numb it out. And it's interesting just by listening to what is the body trying to tell us And can you tell, tell us like what, for people who may not know, and just for a better understanding, what is the difference between your subconscious mind versus your conscious mind? Absolutely. So if we were to put sensors on our head and look at an EEG machine and really notice the brain waves we're producing at various levels of consciousness, right now we would be in what's called the beta brainwave state, which is synonymous with the conscious mind. So mm-hmm. we're talking from the conscious mind right now. We're just awake and alert and we're having a regular conversation. So the waves would look like this. So they're spiky and fast and close together. Mm-hmm. Now, if we were to pause and look out the window and take a few deep breaths and start to think about what we've already discussed, we go down into what's called alpha. That's light daydreaming. So you already know everyone's had this experience when we're in the shower, we're doing something rote, like washing our hair. We've done it a thousand times. It takes no mental energy to wash our hair. It's a rote mechanical experience. And then we've got the negative ions coming down with the running water. All these things relax us. We go into daydreaming and all of a sudden we get that light bulb moment, that great idea in the shower. That's because when you're in that alpha brainwave state, that daydreaming state, you are open to your intuition much more so than when you're in the beta brainwave state. When we're in the conscious mind, a wall goes up so we can just function with all the stress and the chaos and the life coming you know, at us. So if you get into a fight, let's say with a loved one, and you've ever said, you're not hearing me. You're literally not hearing the words coming out of my mouth. I know you don't hear me. And they're like, you're absolutely right. I actually didn't hear anything you just said. That's because when we're in fight, flight, freeze, survival mode, we are actually incapable of taking in new information. Wow. We just are in survival. So that's what's happening with my husband. (laughs) Well, I'm like, like, hey, you're not listening. (laughs) Talk to me in alpha. (laughs) So then way down here where the waves barely move, this is called the Delta brainwave state and that's sleep. And when we're in sleep, we're not conscious, right? We're not aware consciously that we're in our bed. We're not aware consciously of what's happening in our room. And so actually what I talk about in this book, I've got them all here lined up. I know. I'm so um, glad you brought your eyes sleep. Close your eyes sleep. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to read that portion of insomnia is actually because it's, we're too afraid. We're in this hyper state of awareness and we're too scared to be in a state where we are consciously offline. So someone who's been through something traumatic, it's not really a safe place to be consciously offline. And so insomnia has 
you know, sometimes to do with blue lights and sometimes to do with, you know, too much caffeine, but a lot of times it has to do with this hypervigilance fear. And when we can rewire that and we feel safe enough to sleep again, we do. So that's Delta. Now the movies make hypnosis seem like it's happening in sleep. It makes it seem like we're offline and this person is controlling our brain. And that is inaccurate. That is a Hollywood portrayal, just like Hollywood takes liberties with every other thing in the world. So too do they with hypnotherapy, but hypnotherapy and deep meditation take place in this magical state where the waves look like this. And it's deeper than daydreaming, but it's more alert and conscious than sleep. So you are consciously online. You know, you're in your living room. You know, you're talking to a hypnotherapist. You can also have thoughts about like, oh, I got to pick up my daughter from soccer later, but you are so wonderfully, deeply relaxed and perfectly safe. All that fight, flight, freeze, survival mode stuff is gone that you finally have the surplus energy required to create new neurological links in the brain rapidly, which means you're creating new beliefs and new habits rapidly, but you also have tremendous access to your intuition, to your inner knowing, to your inner guidance in a way that you don't even have when you're daydreaming. It is profound. And so I want to do this every day. Yes, please. Everybody do. (laughs) That's it's going to change your life forever. Just being in theta changes your life forever. Forget all the new habits you're developing. Forget all the limiting beliefs you're dissolving. That's all amazing. But just getting out of fight, flight, freeze, survival mode, the chronic debilitating stress of daily life and going into theta, it's, it's, genuinely like a spa for your soul. It's just so good to well, spend a couple everything, minutes there. Yeah, everything you're saying makes so much sense. Like after my motorcycle accident, it literally took years for me to be able to sleep through the night. So now it kind of makes sense. Well, of course I nearly died. I woke up from a coma. Oh girl. Yes. No yes, wonder I so much had insomnia. <laughs> But, and then also it makes sense why you get these big ideas in the shower, or maybe when you're driving down the road or sitting in That's traffic. Called highway hypnosis. Exactly. You get into alpha so you can still function because you're conscious and you're doing mechanisms that are now rote because you've done them so much, but you're able to tap into your inspiration, into that intuition and get those ideas. That's exactly right. Well, how do you get into that beta? Like, if, if you're in fight or flight and I don't want to be in survival mode anymore, I want to be, uh, you know, in thrive mode. And I think that when, you know, you have a lot, when my, when the pain that I experience, I don't even like to say my pain. I like to say the pain Good. gets so elevated. It sometimes, whether I like it or not, can put me in that fight or flight. Like, it's like, I, I feel like, I need to escape it. Is there something that I could do in the moment to just get into more of a relaxation mode? Yes. I really want to highlight, first of all, your language pattern that you're choosing is dynamite, the pain as opposed to my pain. And everyone start to think about my, I hear all the time with new clients because my, my repeat clients, no, I'm going to nip it in the bud. But a lot of times the new clients, my anxiety, my anxiety, my anxiety, taking such ownership over something that's causing them so much pain and debilitation. And it's not to say this is some sort of, you know, 
positive thinking rainbow world where these things don't exist. The pain's real, the anxiety's real, but you don't have to own it and it doesn't have to be a part of your identity. Yes. And so creating that space is a great thing. Now, there's a number of ways to get into Theta. If you work with a Grace Method hypnotherapist from our team, they all went to my school. They're amazing. They practice on Zoom all around the world. They're more affordable than the national average for hypnotherapy sessions, which is 150 a session. They're only 119. They'll get you into Theta no matter what. It doesn't matter. If you've never meditated a moment in your life, they'll get you there. They're, they're super powerful. Um, 119 a session isn't possible for everybody, you know, even though it's, it's less than the national average, that's still a big investment. So then we've got our app, which has a free version and also a paid. And the amazing thing about the app is you can listen to hundreds of different recordings about hundreds of different topics, and it'll get you into theta. Absolutely. And the only downside with the recording is being a recording, it's generic. So, you know, we might have a pain reduction recording that's so powerful, but it's not going to be specifically necessarily about a motorcycle accident, right? That's where a private hypnotherapy session is so amazing because it's completely custom to you. So those two ways are incredible to get you into theta. Private hypnotherapy sessions or listening to our app but what i'll show you in five minutes at the end of today and what you can find for free on my youtube channel is just to train yourself with help uh, self-hypnosis so my first book is all about helping you master self-hypnosis if you want to learn the ins and outs and do it for a million different topics anytime anywhere without needing an app even but if you just go to my youtube channel there's it's my most watched video i think it's got you know maybe a hundred thousand views or something. Now it'll teach you self-hypnosis and that's how you put yourself in theta anytime, any place. So there's ways to do it across the board, regardless of what your income is or your financial circumstances, because everyone is worthy and deserving of getting out of this survival fight, flight, freeze, chronic stress, debilitating state and getting into theta. And you can, you know, if, if you want support, you can find it, but you can do this on your own. And I want everyone listening to really understand that. Yeah. I love that you offer that. And e even on your Instagram at Grace Smith, Grace Smith TV on Instagram, you have it really laid out to where people can get your book or they can get the app. I have the app too, by the way, just so you know, I just start. Yeah, I do. Because I think it's a, a powerful tool. I've noticed that, you know, I've been really a lot more stressed lately and I see it in my daughter too and habits that we're both doing. And it's so crazy. Like, I know you talk about the different ways we learn different habits through our environment, through media. And, and I think it was the three E's environment, elders, and entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was just talking to my husband this morning about how excited I was to have you on the show. And I'm a little concerned about our daughter. Cause I can see it's, it's a big deal moving across country. She just had to find a new home for her horse because she's leveling up and needs a horse that can jump higher. She's an equestrian competitor. And we have this thing where we like, she rubs a blanket. She's probably going to kill me if she hears this episode, but I like rub material, like my jeans or a little cloth and, and she rubs her blanket. And I noticed that both of us are doing like these soothing self-soothing, self-soothing yeah. things lately. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a sign. Maybe we're a little stressed. Maybe it's a little 
a little um, overwhelming, but I love that you have, and that's why I downloaded your app, but I love that you have, you know, different types of hypnotherapy, whether you're working with, you know, a person or your book or going to the app and it's self-hypnosis, help therapy sessions or full length, like hypno, um, because I think we need to really get a grip before it turns into really high stress or unhealthy habits. And it made me think about a mother, like as a mother, like, oh my gosh, what have I done to my oldest daughter who is now she has social anxiety because you say you develop a con your consciousness really develops through the age of seven. I think you said, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's just like, Almost what have I done as a mom? <laughs> I know I've got two little ones and I, I mean, you can imagine since I know the subconscious is formed under the age of seven and my kids are four and one, if I say something and then I'm like, oh, ah, and then I have to like reframe it immediately. I'm so, I know the I do is, the same you know, thing. I do like the vast the other- majority of my clients. I mean, 95% of my clients are adults and we can rewire these things later. And the truth is you modeled for her, what was modeled for you. Yeah. And if we beat ourselves up and we live in a state of shame or guilt, that's going to block our ability to get to our highest level of existence. So there, there was a scale developed by a, na- a man named David Hawkins. And he found that, let's say from zero to a thousand, a thousand is enlightenment. So Jesus and Buddha are a thousand and zero is death. So no consciousness whatsoever. Shame is 30. Wow. It is almost not alive. It is so low vibe. And so I completely understand. And I I have experienced it myself as parents, especially when we feel like we've modeled a behavior that our children is now exhibiting. And it definitely wasn't our spouse because they don't behave that way. It's like, oh, what have I done? But if we stay in shame, we're modeling for them shame. Mm hmm right? We don't have to say the words. They pick up on it energetically and and we'll do anything for our kids way more than we would do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when we find ourselves feeling guilty about that, just, you know, step one, okay, I'm modeling what was modeled for me and that was modeled for them. So unless I'm going to sit around being mad at my great, 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 great grandmother, this probably isn't a good use of time. So let's pattern interrupt that cycle Two, I don't want to model shame or guilt for my beautiful daughter. So instead let me model courage. Courage is where we switch over from the negative lower vibe stuff where we're attracting into our lives the opposite of what we want into this empowered state of attracting what we do want. I'm going to model courage. And so if I used to model social anxiety, how cool for her that she's going to watch her mom overcome that because now she has the precedent to do it herself. So it's, it's not an end game. We haven't written it in stone. We've written it in sand and we can wipe over it and help them do the same. Oh, I love that. You know, and, and that was a really big, one of the main reasons I, I, I decided to turn my life around was I wanted to, to model. I wanted to be an example of resilience for my daughters and, and not, a victim and have that victim mentality. I wanted to be the victor of my life. And so that's something that I strive for every day, but it does take courage. I feel like a lot of us are, are doing scary things. And especially since COVID just stepping into the unknown and learning new ways of doing things and switching over our businesses and, and dealing with a lot of stressors, but how do you 
like reframe your thinking from, you know, oh, I'm so nervous or I'm not good at this, or I don't think I'm good enough to do this, or who do I think I am to something that's more empowering for, for you to reframe that quickly. There's a thousand different ways to do it. And the one that's coming to me is the one I'm going to share because somebody listening needs to hear this. So, <laughs> but the, the app will show you countless ways that you can do it. And again, there's a free version. So getgrace.com. It's so, it's so worth it, but I'll share with you the one that's coming to me. So let's have everybody just, you know, you can close your eyes or even do it with eyes open. Imagine you're in a place that you love, whether it's grandma's house growing up, or it's a beautiful beach, or it's a gorgeous park. Everybody got in their mind this place that they love, where they feel so safe. And then let's go with the beach. We didn't make that sand. We didn't make that water. We didn't put the salt in the water. We didn't add the seagulls. We didn't create the palm trees. And yet it's all perfect. Mm -hmm. Something else made it. And if it's grandma's house, you didn't build the roof. You didn't put in that linoleum flooring, whatever it is. It was already there. It was made. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to control anything. And yet you love it. And to you, it's perfect. Well, that's you. You didn't make you. Something else made you. And something else looks at you that way and says, you're perfect. And when we can make that shift and open open up our hearts and just go, oh, that's what self-love is. It's mm -hmm. not ego. It's not pumping ourselves up inauthentically. It's recognizing that there is perfection in this universe that we did not create, that we appreciate with all our hearts. And we are that for whatever that creator is. We are that perfection. And just allowing yourself to tap into that energy. And if you can appreciate that whatever energy made the sand perfect and you just go, oh, wow, if it made that sand perfect, it made me perfect. I want to show appreciation for me being that creation. It's such an easy jump. And then you go, am I worthy and deserving of going to that event and feeling beautiful while I'm there? Of course, I was made by the maker of all things perfect. Am I worthy and deserving of raising my rates to this amount? I mean, you got to, you know, read, read what's happening with um, supply and demand and economics and whatever else. But like, are you worthy of any amount? Of course, there's no question. And then it's just a matter of effective strategy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's how I make the leap when I'm getting down to myself, go, I, I love this desk. I didn't design this. I didn't source this. I didn't figure out how to make these bolts. I didn't ship it to me. And yet it's here. And I love it. It's perfect. Things are made in the world in perfection. I'm one of them. Oh, I love that. I have to say that there was um, part of your book that really switched things for me because I'm always like, oh, because I'm so scarred up. I mean, my legs deformed and to go from being a fitness model and sponsored by Nike to now, oh my gosh, I am completely deformed and scarred from the hip down. I was always like, oh, well, screw perfect. You know, I'll just try to make progress. But after listening to your book and, and hearing you say we're all perfect, I'm like, 
I am going to switch my thinking from screw perfect to no, I am perfect. I am here. I'm alive. That really was an aha moment for me and really powerful moment that I'm going to switch just by thinking and doing switching our thoughts like that. What a difference it can make. And also I noticed, you know, instead of saying, I'm so nervous about this event to say, I am so excited and so grateful that I get to do this event. It starts to switch how I'm feeling about it. Yes. A hundred percent. I had to use this myself. I mean, you know, it's been two years more or less since I've been hiding up here in my sleepy little, you know, beach town and I've been basically been wearing pajamas, you know, and then to go down to this really fancy event at Art Basel and everybody there is super sexy. I mean, super sexy. And I've got, you know, a one-year-old and a four-year-old. I had to use those tools myself and say, you know, I can't allow myself to get so nervous and feel insecure. I get to do this. I get to do this. This is just a fun chapter in the tapestry of my life that I'm weaving. And it was a blast. It was incredible. But listen, even the people who write the books have to remind themselves of these things, especially when we've had a long time off from mm -hmm. being in those types of spaces. And I think collectively, you know, even though you're moving at the holidays, I mean, that's a whole nother added load of energy and things to focus on. But I just think collectively, we're all just beginning to process the trauma of the pandemic and it's not mm -hmm. over, right? There are still people getting sick. So we've, we're all just starting to come to terms to everything we've been through and adjusting to this new normal it's a lot for us all to process, but you're exactly right. When we can go from nervous to I get to, and when we can go from imperfection to I'm perfect, there's a humility to that, to that statement. It's not bravado and it's very, very powerful. It is. And I am, I'm going to be so aware of my thoughts and what I, I say, because I know how it affects my, my children as well. In fact, you know, my oldest daughter, I was just talking with her and she said, mom, she's 26 and she's going to Yale and she's so, oh she's amazing. Goodness. She's studying yes. medicine. Thank you. She's so studying cool. medicine. And she goes, you know, mom, I really looked back at when I started having social anxiety is when after your motorcycle accident, it all felt so out of control. So I did the only thing I felt like I could do was I just started studying and getting good grades. And I was like, well, you know what? It could be worse. It could have been like drinking or, or drugs or, or smoking. So I'm glad you turned to your studies, but I she want walks across that stage. You can be like, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, but it's like, oh my goodness, there can be good things that come out of stressful situations. Always are. There always are. And, you know, from a more spiritual perspective and, and not everybody needs to buy into this in order for hypnosis to be effective. Just so you know, it's not a faith-based process. It's just a scientifically proven fact that when you're deeply relaxed, you create neurological links in the fast, much, fa you know, in the brain much faster. But from a, a spiritual perspective, what I tend to find after doing thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of sessions where sometimes people end up doing this thing called the life review where I don't guide them there. And they just spontaneously are in this place where they are in a state where they're choosing this life. They're choosing the life they're currently in 
why they want to look the way they look, why they're going to have different hardships throughout time, why they're choosing their parents. And these people, when they have these, you know, spiritual experiences in their session, come out and they say, it's all perfect. The motorcycle accident is perfect. It got you on your path. Me being an alcoholic at 24 was perfect. It got me on my path. It did not feel that way when I was in recovery. It did not feel that way as I was going through it. But in hindsight, I mean, my God, it would have been awful had I continued on that path. Some, some people choose more challenging lessons than others. And you chose a tough one, but look at where you are and look at all the people you're inspiring. Mm, thank you. <laughs> result. Thank you. You know, I don't want to, I don't want any more hard lessons like that. I say that all the time too. I'm like, got it. Good. They're great. But like, can we just be, <laughs> yes. And now I too, I'm like, I, I have stopped telling like my sponsor. I don't say I really need to work on boundaries. Cause then I tend to get all the these, they all come in. So I'm just yeah. like, you know what? I'm getting really good at my boundaries. I have so many questions, but I know I want to end with the hypnotherapy, just like a quick hypnotherapy session with you. And I appreciate that. But there are just a couple of more things that you say that are just amazing. And you guys really go check her out. Go check out her app. I have your app her Instagram, you're not on social media a whole lot, which I yeah, really yeah. respect that. want to jump in real quick and say to all the entrepreneurs out there, I left social media almost completely. And by almost completely, I mean, I think I've had three posts since this time last year and our business doubled. So if, if social media, you're not feeling it, if you love it, go for it. It's a great way to get new followers without spending money on ads, but if you don't, if you're a mega empath introvert, like I am, you can be phenomenally successful without it. And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise, because there's a lot of noise out there and it's not true. There is a lot of noise and, you know, I'm grateful for social media because it allowed me to connect with so many incredible people. It's actually how I got my Ted talk, believe it or not. Oh, that's awesome. I believe through it, yeah. a DM on Instagram that somebody had been following me for a year and watching, they weren't watching all that I was posting, just that they were looking at the way I was responding to people. And so I got to do a TED talk. I was the only person on that stage, which I had to work through a lot of fear and a lot of unworthiness that wasn't a doctor. So I was like, oh my gosh, who am I to get on that stage? And, and you know what? She, the curator really helped me with that. She said, you know, Amberly, we invited you to speak on this stage because you have a PhD in heart. And I was like, oh, and so I really shifted just by the way I changed my thinking was able to walk on that stage. Um, and there's a lot of people that, you know, struggle with purpose, finding their purpose and what they want to do. And there's something that you said that I love is that really, if you just be kind to everybody you meet and do what brings you joy, you, you walk on this path that is fulfilling and, and you really, kind of walk into your purpose. And that's really what happened to me. I had no idea that by sharing my story and writing a book that I would get to meet so many people, be sitting here with you, start a podcast. I mean, so I love that you give that advice 
to be kind to everyone and how that the ripple effect of what that would look like in the world. Yeah, I, I think an actionable way for people to be kind that might be interesting and that most people probably haven't heard, but that I'm embracing so much these days is I don't want anything for you and I don't want anything from you. I just love you. I don't want, and, and, and so the, I don't want anything for you thing can sound tricky, right? Like, but truly, if you want success for someone in a way that's not right for their soul, you're creating friction. Mm -hmm. So I don't want anything for you. I don't want anything from you. I just love you. And if you can do that, even with the waitress who's messing up your order, like you don't even want her to be different from the way that she is. You just want for yourself, right? I want for myself in this moment, even though the order's taking a long time and it's not what I wanted and my spoon is still missing. All I want is in this moment is for myself to find inner peace because my life is a magnificent party. <laughs> just, I love my life. I don't need her to be any different everything's right. And so that's a way to really embody kindness. Like kindness isn't just saying, Oh, hi, hello. And then being stressed out later and talking bad about people behind their back or even getting down on people in their face. It's like, I don't want anything for you. I don't want anything from you. I just love you. All I want is for myself to be the best version of myself. And then yeah, do what brings you joy and you'll walk head first into purpose. And I do know, I know we're running out of time and I can just keep going on forever. And I know that that's a little bit of a privileged thing to say too, because sometimes people have to make ends meet and, and work jobs that they actually hate to pay and put food on their, you know, table for their kids. And is there even five minutes out of the day that you can spend doing something that brings you joy, whether it's pottery or, you know, stringing beads together with your kids, something that brings you joy, it will lead you to your purpose eventually, but you have to cling to those nuggets of joy because that becomes a magnet for more of it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. And I think that during, even when I'm, you know, if I am very busy with work and I love my work and what I do, I still find moments in the day where I experience joy in other ways, like going to the barn with my daughter. Um, before we get into the hypno session, I just wanted to ask, because I'm taking a little break from social media as we move in social media can be a full-time job and as extroverted as I am. And I love to go to events and talk to people. I am very much an introvert and really like to be by myself. That's how I, I really recharge is to have time alone. That's why I wake up at five in the morning every day. So I have that time alone before my family wakes up. And I'm just curious. So your business has doubled since you have been off of social media. And there's a lot of people that get stressed out with social media. It takes a lot of time. So yeah. what are other ways that you have, really built your business besides social media to get the word out there about yeah, your hypnotherapy so and your app and all these things. Absolutely. You know, I think that the way to look about this is every, everybody thinks they need to be on TikTok now, right? Because you can grow a following quite quickly. And, and, and so, but if you don't want to, if you want to do dances, do it. I, I mean, every once in a while, I know people take them over and bring them to Insta and I'll see, and they're hilarious and they're so cute. And I love the puppies and all this stuff. So it can be great, but just so you know, if you're doing something because everybody else is doing it, but you hate it, that's the thing you're becoming a magnet for. Oh, powerful. So it is not a good investment of your time and it is not going to grow your business. 
Ooh, that's so freeing right there. Just to think of that because yeah, everybody's like, you know, oh, you got to do TikTok. You got to do TikTok. And well, actually the only reason I got on TikTok is because my youngest daughter was like, mom, you're too old for TikTok. And I'm like, oh really? Well, then I'm going to get on TikTok. <laughs> the great reason to do it. Totally. <laughs> and then you post when you want. Right. But so here's the thing. It's a liability if it's not an asset, right? A liability takes away from your life and it depreciates over time. Social media in and of itself is actually a liability because you don't own the platform and TikTok mm -hmm. could go away tomorrow or they could stop sending ads your way, right? Or they could stop sending new people your way. And you've invested all this time in growing an audience on TikTok, but you didn't grow an email list and now no traffic's coming your way. That's a liability. Mm -hmm. So just as a smart, intelligent business person, diversifying your portfolio, just as you would with any investments is very intelligent. And you want to put the most of your time and attention, if ever possible, into assets, appreciating assets, things that grow over time without you spending all day long trying to just force it to happen an email list you own you mm -hmm. own that information and nobody can take it away from you um your brand your personal brand so getting press right like the amount of time and money and energy people spend on social media just for tiktok and facebook to own your info and not you you could have put into hiring a publicist and now you've been written up in forbes no one can take that away from you mm -hmm. so i've invested in growing a personal brand and also i have to say there's not a lot of mystery in the world anymore because people are so accessible, but people like mystery. And I was able to raise my rates astronomically when it was harder to reach me. Mm -hmm. There's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for a little bit of distance, a little bit of mystery. And when you think about some of the, you know, um, like super top A-list actors out there, you can't, can't, you can't reach them. You can't just message them right and yet you love them and they're warm and they're inviting and they share stuff with you but you can't just dm them right and and so they're kind of up here like maybe julia roberts right up here as opposed to maybe i don't know uh not to put it down a particular show but think of like one of the reality tv shows where that person you actually can reach them mm -hmm. there's just a little bit of a thing so i'm not saying it's the right thing to do in fact i am very much against giving blanket advice because everybody's different and everybody's lit up by different things. And I don't think a lot of introverts and empaths hear a side where you can be successful without social media. So I'm just letting you know it's possible and I'm living, breathing proof. <laughs> That's amazing. And I think bottom line really is do what brings you joy. And if it's, you know, I, I, I don't mind. I, I have fun sometimes posting on Instagram. So it, it works for me, but I enjoy writing. I enjoy connecting with my community. And so it works for me. Other things like Twitter or even Facebook, I honestly, I don't really enjoy. And so I don't, I'm not there as much. And that, that kind of works for me, but I think it is so smart to invest in a good PR person, especially if you're uh, an author and that has worked well. I mean, gosh, you are a regular on all these TV shows and, and that is so that's out there forever. People can Google you and then, and find it. Um, so I was just curious about that because I did notice when you were offline for a long time on Instagram and noticed when you came back on. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I wonder. I, a while I'll post 
post a little thing. Like if I have a big, you know, fun event that I haven't done in forever and I want people to see, but I very rarely do it. I never, I don't want to scroll. I don't want to be on my phone in front of my kids. And the other thing is too, your team can be on social media without you, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've got the Get Grace app on Instagram. Our team is going to do a lot with that in 2022, but it doesn't have to have anything to do with me. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, thank you so much. Y'all please check her app out. Like I said, I've got your app. I can't wait to read your other books. I've read the one that it was, I told you life-changing. It just really makes you think about the things that you say, how it affects your actions, how it changes your life. And it all starts with your mind. And this is, you make it so easily accessible for anyone, no matter if they want to do what level of hypnotherapy, but I would love if you could take us through just a a quick session so we can kind of experience what, what it's like. And I'm excited for, so if you're listening and you can think about your, what your level of pain is, share this on Instagram or, or Facebook, if you want, and tag us at Amberly Lago motivation and Grace Smith TV, I believe is your Instagram, right? Yes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's so much fun when we get to hear from you and I look, I look at it. I don't actually have a, a team that's running my social media. I actually do it. So I actually oh, see wow. all of them. I know it's yeah. kind of crazy. I do, but you know what? It's how I learn so much from, you know, my tribe on like Instagram and it's how I've been able to develop different courses and masterminds because well, I, I it for years, it's great to have a pulse on what people really need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. So exactly. So what we're going to do is everybody's going to start. And, and if you're experiencing chronic pain, let's do pain. If you're not, we'll do stress. We can do them simultaneously because even, even people who are primarily stressed out probably have a little crank or a little something tight somewhere. So you can, you know, take a screenshot of us here together, or if you're just listening and you're not watching, you can just, you know, take a selfie. And at the end of this, you're going to be able to write your starting pain number dash your final pain number or your starting stress level dash your final stress level. So you're just going to see how much it decreases in a matter of minutes. The first time you're ever going into theta intentionally, you go in and out of theta all day long. You go through all of them from beta all the way to Delta and back up naturally, but we're doing this intentionally. And just remember, it's the first time you're doing it. So every time from here on out, you'll, it'll go deeper it'll last longer because it is a process of conditioning and really truly creating new neural pathways in your brain. So even if, you know, you experience just a little bit of transformation today, let that be a sign to you that, wow, so much more is possible. All right. So, Emily, so excited. what is your starting number? Let's start with your pain. So zero is no pain at all. And 10 would be excruciating blackout pain. Um, I would say it's about a four today. Okay. At a four. So I'll do stress for me. So zero is zero stress. 10 would be a full blown panic attack. And I'd say, yeah, I'm at a five. There's a lot of background. Oh, did I say that right? Oh, you know, (laughs) things that could happen during an interview. So notice whether it's your starting pain or your starting stress, and then go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice, deep, letting go breath. 
already beginning to relax both mind and body. Relax all of the muscles in your face. Relaxing the tiny muscles next to your eyes. Relaxing your jaw, letting it hang loose and slack. Relax all of the muscles in your body, really releasing your stomach, no sucking in, no tightening whatsoever. Release your stomach and breathe deeply, connecting to your life force. Repeat in your mind after me, I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. Take a nice deep letting go breath. Twice more, I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. A nice deep letting go breath. I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. Now when I count down from three to one and snap my fingers, You'll imagine a white, bright, healing light flowing through you like a shower of light. And three, going even deeper. Two, trusting what comes. And one, see, feel, and experience that shower of light beginning to pour down on top of you, washing away all stress washing away all pain. And you can watch it now going down through a drain in between your feet there in your mind's eye. As I count you down even deeper, waves and waves of healing light shower down upon you, washing away the stress, washing away the pain. And you might see clumps of gunk like tar or dark dirty water going down that drain that's all the stress that's all the way five doubling your relaxation as the shower of light washes down upon you four doubling your relaxation as the shower of light washes down upon you three relaxing releasing and letting go to really let go and one and now speaking to your body repeating in your mind or out loud after me you have my attention i'm listening what would you like for me to know so that you stop getting my attention through pain or stress. 
and receive the answer now while I'm silent. Good, and thank your body for sharing that information with you. One more time, one more wave of light flowing through you, washing away any final tiny tidbits of that old stuff, leaving you feeling sparkling clean and light. Amplify and magnify how sparkling clean and light you feel. Amplify and magnify how sparkling clean and light you feel. Amplify and magnify how sparkling clean and light you feel. And then putting a smile on your lips, notice your new number on the scale. Remember zero is the most relaxed and comfortable you can possibly be. And when you're ready, opening your eyes. Good, and Amberly, what number are you on now? Oh, I would say maybe a one. Beautiful. So in just a couple of minutes, going from a four to a one. Excellent job. Yeah. And I'm flat out at a zero. I'm just, I just <laughs> tank out. Yeah. You know what? That really helped so much. I think I probably would have been at a one, but I, I could hear stuff in the background, my mm -hmm. husband getting home, the alarm going like <laughs> And so I would kind of go in, I think if I was really focused on listening mm -hmm. even more without any interruptions. And I think probably the more you do it, the more you're able to not get distracted with things. But I noticed that's something that, that happens lately. I'm, I'm distracted by and I think that's a lot of us distracted with social media, distracted with our phones buzzing, distracted with notifications, with all that. And, and I want to get more focused to where that doesn't happen. So I've actually had to turn off notifications. I put my phone on airplane mode or in the other room. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, but that was amazing. I could really visualize the gunk and everything going off and going into the Yes. drain and to sit and, and really get in touch with your body and ask your body, what is it trying to tell you? Mm -hmm. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. It's always great when we can do this in a place where we're not disturbed and it's perfectly quiet, but Hey, it's real life, right? I mean, there's always stuff going on. So if you can go from a four to one with alarms going off and your husband in the background, I'd say that's a major win, right? That's phenomenal. So, so for everybody who participated, if you're going to share on social media, right? You know, if you were doing pain or stress, so you could say my pain level went from eight to a six, or my stress level went from an eight to a two. And just know that let's say you went from an eight to a six, this first round, if, if you pause this right now, rewind and do it again, you're going to go from a six to a four. And anything beneath, so five and below, or actually four and below is the safe zone. Five and above is the red zone. So if you're four below, four, three, two, one, zero, that's not debilitating anymore. It's not always comfortable to be on the higher end of that, but it's no longer debilitating. 
five and above, whether that's stress or pain, you want to pattern pattern interrupt that as fast as you can and get into the safe zone. So you're not strengthening the neural pathways that don't serve you. So if I were going to share this, I'd, I'd take a screenshot. I'd say my starting level is five. My ending zero uh, ending level is a zero. And if you also want to share what your body said to you, that could be a really cool thing for your community to get to see if you end up sharing some of that out in your stories, you know, certainly you don't have to, but it's fascinating what our bodies will tell us in just the slightest few moments of getting quiet and, you know, going inward. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I would love that. If you share, what did your body tell you? And Mm -hmm. you know what, tag me out and tag grace as well. And I will share that in my story. So yeah, I would love to, to hear what everybody else is like. I, it, the answer came to me. Mine was love yourself, like stop it, you know, put yourself first. Cause I tend to not do that. So my answer was like, take care of you, love yourself, put yourself. Cause I, I tend to not even put myself on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And so that answer was loud and clear for me. So I would love to hear what other people what their body, what their intuition told them during that moment. Now tell people the best way to find you, to connect with you, to start doing hypnotherapy, whether it's a session with one, you know, someone on your team or the app. Absolutely. So it's all in one place, getgrace.com getgrace.com, getgrace.com. And that's where you can find the app. That's where you can sign up for private sessions with my team. It's where you can find all the books. It's where, if you want to be a hypnotherapist, if you love this so much and you want to come to my certification school, you can find it there. And I do work with between 10 and 15 clients a year, very extensive program. It's a year long program. And I've got a couple spots left for 2022. It's actually seven figure investment. It's tremendous. And it's one of the ways we been able to grow our business without an equity partner. So totally life changing and transformative, but I really limit who I work with because I've got all the rest to do. We've got millions of people who need hypnosis to make their life better. So to take the eye off the prize and work with just one person has to be intense, but I always, you know, I, I put it out there just in case someone listening goes, that's me. Yeah, that is incredible. Congratulations on your amazing success. You are really changing lives. And I'm just so grateful that you took the time to be on the show because I just value your time so much and love all that you're doing. So yeah, y'all please go over to getgrace.com. I can't wait to, to read your other books. I loved the first one so much that I'm like, I want to read the other ones because I know it will help me with my clients as well. And since you were talking about prices, how much is your certification course or process? It used to be $6,000 and it's on sale now for, I believe, I don't want to say the Black Friday price, (laughs) I believe $39.97, but it it might even be less than that, but it's a significant discount we've got um, going on just because of hardships with 
COVID and we want to really, you know, let people know if you want to have a job where you're making a difference in the world and you can do it from Zoom, from the safety of your home, you know, now's the time. And then we hire our graduates to join our team and we, you know, provide them with clients. And it's just so fulfilling and rewarding to be able to help primarily women. We've got some guys on our team that primarily women, whether it's a new stage of life or whatever it is to just be able to give back and, and find a new career that lights them up. Mm, I love that. That's exactly what I did in my fitness business. I had a trainer certification course and then did the same thing, had the client that was, feels like a whole other lifetime ago. So I love what you're doing and it has been so awesome connecting with you and I can't wait. Tell me, screenshot it, share it. So she knows you heard it and connect with her at getgrace.com. And Grace, thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us this week on True Grit and Grace podcast. If you like it, please rate it or share it with your friends. That would help too. If you're not yet on the newsletter list, come over to AmberlyLago.com and jump on it. While you're there, you can grab a free downloadable gratitude journal and you might just want to check out my book or even check out my monthly motivational membership. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week.